0: This episode of On the Record is brought to you by Ingersoll Tillage, specializing in seedbed solutions. Whatever seedbed challenges you have, Ingersoll can give you the right tools to get the job done. For more information, visit IngersollTillage.com. I'm Executive Editor Kim Schmidt. Welcome to On the Record. Here's an update on what's currently impacting the ag equipment industry. According to the 12th Annual No-Till Operational Benchmark Study from No-Till Farmer, a sister publication of Ag Equipment Intelligence, no-tillers are forecasting an increase in the value of their equipment purchases going into 2020. When asked to break down how much their farming operations would spend this year, growers said they expect to spend an average of around $32,000 on equipment, up 7.8% from $29,000 last year. Forecasts on spending for service and parts were flat for 2020 at around $22,000. In 2019, no-tillers reported spending an average of $47,000 on equipment, up 7.7% from $43,000 spent in 2018, and a record high for the last five years. Spending on parts and service was down to $23,000, a 12.5% decrease from the roughly $27,000 spent in 2018. When asked what equipment they have purchased or plan to purchase in 2020, 9.2% of respondents indicated tractors were on their shopping list, a decrease from the 10.6% that was forecast for 2019. Planter purchases increased to 10.1%, up from 8.8% in the last survey, the highest percentage recorded in the last five years. Combine purchases fell slightly from 5% in 2019 to 4.8% in 2020. Drill saw an increase to 4.3%, from 3.3% last year, while vertical tillage rigs saw a decline to 1.6% from 3% last year. Two recent reports point to an improvement in both dealer and farmer optimism. Ag Equipment Intelligence's latest Dealer Sentiments report shows dealer optimism improved to a net plus 14% in January, an improvement from plus 2% in December. This is the highest reading since August 2013, when a net 13% of dealers indicated they were more optimistic. Purdue's latest Ag Economy Barometer released on March 3rd, shows farmer sentiment hit an all-time high of 168 in February. The Current Conditions Index also set a new record high in February with a reading of 154, up 12 points from January. Expectations for the future remain strong from a historical perspective, although the index of future expectations reading of 175 represents a four-point decline from its record high set in January. There was a modest improvement in the Farm Capital Investment Index this month. The index rose from 68 in January to 72 in February. Producers have been relatively positive about making large investments in their operation, including machinery and equipment purchases, going back to last fall. The index has ranged from 68 to 72 since November. The investment index readings over the last four months have been noticeably stronger than in late summer and early fall of last year, when the index ranged from 47 to 59, the report's authors say. Now here's Jack Zemlicka with the latest from the Technology Corner.
1: Thanks, Kim. Diagnosing technology problems on egg equipment can be as much an art as it is a science. Compatibility and simplicity of systems can pose challenges even for the most tech-savvy farmers. But for those willing and capable of troubleshooting precision problems complemented by reliable dealer support, the ability to fix a technical issue can be a time and money-saving opportunity. At last week's Commodity Classic in San Antonio, I visited with DeKalb, Illinois area farmer Brian Voss, who shared his perspective on the Association of Equipment Manufacturers' efforts to provide right-to-repair informational resources to dealerships and equipment manufacturers. These toolkits include access to information on electronic field diagnostic service tools and training on how to utilize them. For Voss, his equipment fleet includes machinery from nearly every major manufacturer, and he relies on at least four area dealerships for service. Telematic support has become a growing part of maintaining uptime in the field, and he talked about the importance of a collaborative relationship with his dealership service teams, especially this time of year.
2: Obviously, with anything in farming, it's all about the timeliness so no matter how prepared you are you're never fully prepared and so when you do have you can do all the maintenance in the world ahead of time but something's going to pop up and so just to be able to have that tool to hopefully quickly diagnose something and have that available because the funny thing is usually when i'm planting there's a whole other bunch of people that are planting at the same time and there's only so many techs to go around you know, that, uh, that are dealing with ever-complex issues that take more time to diagnose. Mm-hmm. It's not just mechanical. It's not you follow the chain or whatever it is, right? It's, it's more technical. It's different. Yeah. People got to remember that in their head and expectations need to be that way, too. Um, and so that's why I just think, just having this extra option, for us it was, we had downtime in our sprayer and they were actually able to use telematics on board for that to help kind of do some screen sharing so I was able to clear out that code, and then we got up and running.
1: A recently completed AEM survey on right-to-repair legislation found that more than 75% of farmers believe they already have the right to repair their own equipment, and some 72% believe they should be able to repair all aspects of their equipment, even as it relates to federally mandated safety or emission standards. Back to you, Kim.
0: Thanks, Jack. Of the five countries reporting the highest unit sales of farm tractors, four showed growth in 2019 and one saw sales decline, according to figures compiled by Ag Equipment Intelligence editors and contributors. The U.S., Germany, France, and Russia saw total sales of tractors increase from up 4% in the U.S. to up 25% in France, compared to the previous year. In Brazil, which is second on the list for volume of tractors sold in 2019, sales fell by 15%. These sales numbers include all horsepower ranges of tractors sold in each country. Total tractor sales in the U.S., as reported by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers, is skewed by the sheer volume of compact tractors sold annually. In 2019, tractors of less than 40 horsepower accounted for two-thirds or about 67% of total tractor sales. Not including tractors under 40 horsepower would leave the U.S. sales at about 81,600 units sold in 2019, versus 80,819 in 2018, or about flat year over year. On February 27th, Alamo Group reported record net sales in the fourth quarter and full year 2019. For the fourth quarter, sales rose by 17%, which was attributed mostly to rising sales in its industrial division, which were up 29% to $222 million. At the same time, its agricultural division sales fell by 7.5% to $78 million. Net sales for the full year of 2019 were $1.1 billion, up 10.9% compared to $1 billion in the prior year. The Agricultural Division's net sales were $350.7 million compared to $370.6 million for all of 2018, a decrease of 5.4%. Net income for the full year was $62.9 million versus $73.5 million in 2018. Commenting on the company's ag sales for the year, Ron Robinson, Alamo Group's president and CEO, noted positive signals for agriculture for the year ahead. Despite the softness in sales in various regions where the company has a presence, he said, We started to see some positive signs in some of the areas where we experienced challenges last year. In our agricultural division, our bookings in the fourth quarter were 45.9% above the previous year's fourth quarter. While this is certainly not a trend, any improvement in the agricultural market is a welcome development. An improvement in revenues from North America made a solid contribution to Krohn's Agricultural Division finances in its most recent fiscal year. The German Group's Hay and Silage Tools division generated total revenues of $771 million in the 12-month period to the end of July 2019, up 8.7 percent, or $62 million from the previous year, to set another new record for business and the fifth successive year of growth. Crow North America as a sales distributor accounted for around 16% of that on a consolidated basis, up about 4% versus the year prior. Dietz Lankhorst, President and CEO of Crow North America, credits the performance partly to an overall increase in the hay and forage machinery market and also to the new products Crone introduced to its pole-type mowers and rotary grass rake portfolios. And now from the Implement & Tractor archives. Known today for its hay and forage products, Krone got its start in 1906 in Spella, Germany, when Bernard Krone worked as a blacksmith. When the second generation took over, the company had already begun building small farm machines and tillage equipment. Bernard Krone II took over in the 1960s, and under his leadership, the company saw its fastest growth in its history and also got into the commercial vehicle business. In the late 1970s, Krone developed its first round baler, which led to the company's specialization in hay and forage products. As always, we welcome your feedback. You can send comments and story suggestions to Schmidt at lestermedia.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us.